Hey everybody, this is Ali with the Lead with Meaning podcast. One of the things that really motivated me to start some of these conversations was what influenced me and what's helped me really maintain my mind, body, and spirit, not just in my professional life, but in my personal life. And I wanted to have you know conversations with people that have inspired me in different aspects of personal personal development, mindfulness, consciousness, and just truly you know, the ability to pull out these tools uh, when life throws us curveballs. Really excited about this conversation today with Marcus. We talked a lot about personal development, uh, goals, accountability, visualization, and a lot of actionable tactics that he's applied in his life that have really, really inspired me. Hope you enjoy the show. Um, Here it is. All right, everybody. Uh, thanks for tuning in. This is um, Ali Mujib with the Lead with Meaning podcast. I'm really excited to have my guest today, Marcus Chan, with us. Uh, Marcus and I connected, you know, a few months back because I just continued to see his social selling on LinkedIn. It's the only platform that I'm really on that I'm investing my time on, and he just continued to put value after value after value. We decided to just have a conversation, and I want to say, Marcus, that 15 minute dialogue turned into like an hour. We were just chopping it up with a lot of you know, mutual interests and mutual mentors. So just wanted to thank you for being on the show. Maybe Marcus, you could tell us a little bit about yourself before we dig in. Yeah, absolutely. First of all, it's my pleasure. And uh, it's easy for us to chop it up when I talk to brilliant people like you, where we just start <laughs> going down rabbit holes of like these deep thoughts. So uh, it's, it's absolutely my pleasure to, uh, to be on. So uh, with that being said, my name is Marcus Chan. I'm a founder of Benley Consulting Group. Uh, I work directly with businesses and sales professionals to help them absolutely crush it in sales. Uh, now, this is actually a pretty new venture for me, and I started back in September, but prior to this, I was in corporate America for 14-plus years. I've actually only worked for two Fortune 500 companies in the last 14-plus years, and in that timeline, I started outside sales, built startups to uh, multiple seven figures, uh, with pretty much 10 times in 10 years. Um, by the end of it, I was leading a team of uh, 200, or 110-plus people over multiple states doing about $200 million a year in revenue, so a lot of fun. And then uh, I launched my new venture back in September and have looked back ever since. Great. Well, I mean, I was really excited, Marcus, when we spoke and, you know, it's obviously in preparation for this interview, I've had a chance to check out the All Things Telesales podcast and a few others that you've been on. But what really stood out to me was just how you're applying your learnings into best practices, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, when we talk about kind of a, a fixed mindset versus a growth mindset, you know, there's a lot of people that are out there reading good content, they post about it, but the thing that stood out to me is you're instantly applying it. I know when you and I spoke initially, we, we a lot of us got started with kind of Tony Robbins and Awakening the Giant Within. Right. I'd love for you to maybe talk about how you really started your path of personal development, you know, years ago. Yeah, absolutely. And this really started early on when uh, I first got into outside sales where, I, I mean, I knew about personal development. I knew about Tony. People know about these kind of self, these, yeah. the self-help section of, you know, you know <laughs> what was a physical bookstore, right? <laughs> so people know about it. Um, and I didn't really, I just, I, I really, for, first, I really thought it was hokey. I mean, that's just be real. I thought it was hokey, right? Yeah. Um, but once I got outside sales and I started realizing uh, to achieve more, I had to become more. That was simply it. And the mindset and thought process that I had that got me to that area in life it was only going to take me so far unless I changed how I thought, right? And struggling was really important. So I started struggling outside sales. Okay. So obviously I started reading like sales books, but then I started tapping into personal development. Yes. Right. 
And it, I remember one early on, one of the first books I read was the Brian Tracy Psychology of Selling. Yeah. And that was a very interesting concept from just to think about like the psychology of selling and the self-concept and, and really your upper limit threshold. How can you push it to do more? That was very interesting. So that being said, then I started obsessing, right? That's where it kind of started. I started, I started reading as much as possible. I was reading tons of books. I literally was going to the public library every single week and I would get like eight to 10 books, right? And try to read through as fast as possible, right? And I did some, this is probably illegal. I probably shouldn't say this, but I'll say it anyway. I'll literally go and I would take the CDs because there are CDs on tape. And because I'm all about safe driving, I literally took it. I would burn the CD onto my laptop <laughs> and put it onto my iPod so I can listen to it in the car without changing disc. Yeah. Right? So, but this allowed me to supercharge because I was commuting every day, like a couple hours a day. So I was burning through books, right? Um, but what was interesting at the time, though, when you're burning through all those books, yes, you are learning a lot. But your application is very limited. Yes. And, 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 and frankly, I was applying some, but not a lot. And it took me a few years. I mean, I literally was going through 60 plus books a year. I mean, easily. And listening. And you're, you're not alone because a lot of folks in early in personal development, that's what we do. They just want to consume more and more and more. And I think as you start to gain maturity and I would say wisdom, you realize, yes. hey, it's more about the application and the retention of this information opposed to more, more, more. So I just wanted to add that. Yeah. It sounds like you went through a similar experience. Totally. It told, that's exactly what it was. And I'm like, I'm like, what am I doing? Like, what am I, 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 was, I was like going through the motions, right? There was, you know, it was, it was just, there was no action. It was only motion. So I'm like, okay, I need to start shifting. So I started slowing down, right? I started slowing down, really reading into it and learning how to compartmentalize the information. And what I mean by that is as I learned it, how could I use it? Hmm. Right. So for example, um, one thing I, you know, I, I read Tony Robbins very early on was if you don't like the answer that you're at, or if you don't like the answers you're getting, ask a better question. And I found myself asking myself really negative questions in a tough <laughs> spot. Right now it sounds so simple to, to reprogram your brain when something bad happens, like, Hey, you know, what can I learn from this? What else could I do differently? How can I apply for the future? At the time it was instinctual. So I literally went, and I, I typed it on a piece of paper, right? And I printed it out, those questions, or like, you know, what can I learn from this? And then I just taped it inside my visor. So that way I could just see it, right? Yeah, so every time I, I needed a trigger, because it wasn't a habit, it wasn't a habit yet. I needed a trigger to be like, okay, tough, tough, tough cold call, tough door knock, yeah. tough appointment, get in my car, drop it down, ah, reprogram the brain, go through the sequence of questions, and go from there. So. Uh, I started really slowing down. So now I still read quite a bit, right? I'm still big in personal development and learning, but I mean, I'll go through probably about 30 or so books a year, right? But I'm much more intentional with yes. learning. And they're all nonfiction. They're all nonfiction, so. Yes. Well, no, that's great, man, because I, I think I was listening to you on um, the All Things Telesales podcast with with, uh, with Jake over there, and you, you were giving this story about the launch of your new business, you know, and you're, you're a new founder, and you launched out a webinar, and, um, and I think I was actually on that webinar. I was like, right, let me, awesome. let me bookmark it. And you know, for the, you know, there was, there's some challenges with the launch, which happens, right? Totally. And, right. And I, it wasn't that that stood out to me. What stood out to me was how you handled it. And you said to yourself, you know what? That kind of sucked. I have a high bar. Um, you know, I'm going to do it again. And what you did was you says, I'm going to give myself, you know, a few minutes to, to kind of, uh, to, to mull on it and, and say, Hey, this sucks. But then what can I learn? What can I adopt? And then how can I apply that? And you took that process and maybe you can articulate it better than I can. And instantly 
you just launched a new webinar and you're able to book some customers out of it, right? Right. That's exactly it, right? And uh, and I think it's very normal, right? Because um, I, I mentally had hyped myself up this webinar. I'm like, this is a great way to get, get my message out, get some new clients this way, right? And it was an utter failure. I mean, to me, like technology didn't work. People could see my screen. I'm like, what is happening? And you're live because so you're like, what can I do? So, and also the solopreneur, it's all you, right? There's nobody else there. Like, okay, I got to keep going. Um, and then from there, after I got done, I definitely gave myself a pity party for a few minutes, right? And I'm like, okay. And immediately after, I, w- I went to go to webinar and I set the ne- next session. And I'm like, I got to keep moving. Yeah. So, so the next one up. Now, what can I do? I started working backwards. What could I do differently to get the my result that I want to get? So I uh, worked backwards, did some tweaking, some testing, right? I uncovered, I just didn't know the software well enough. That was my own fault, right? Yep. Learn from that, repeat it again, brought, brought on quite a bit of number, uh, a good number of clients, second round, right? And then I'm like, I'm going to try again, did it again, and then did it again. So I actually ran four, four webinars in about 30 days because <laughs> – I was wanting to tweak the process some more and learn from it, right? Because I knew it was a great way to um, really get the messaging out there and, to, and bring out more clients. So that was really a, a good way to learn from something. That initially, I'm glad it didn't go well because I needed to learn from it. I had yeah. to learn from it. No, that's great because I was listening to uh, John Maxwell. Uh, everyone knows John Maxwell, well-known leadership coach. And he recently did an interview on you know one of my favorite podcasts, Impact Theory. I'm a huge fan of what Tom is doing. Shout out to Tom over there. And um, he had talked about when all, you know, his 50 years of, of working with leaders. Um, there, there's an area and a skill set that resonates with all of them. And that is self-awareness, the ability to understand what you're good at, what you're not good at, and ability to want to learn and want to change. And, you know, so that really stood out to me, you know, in, in the short conversations we've had, you know, that's as well. This is really a leader here, very self-aware of himself, very willing to understand, learn, pivot and go from there. Um, you also had, had talked a little bit about micro wins, you know. So when you and I spoke a while ago, we talked about how we set goals, but the importance of not just attaining those goals, but, you know, really, you know, uh, you know, resonating with those small wins and accepting those. And maybe you could touch on that a little bit, because for me, um, micro wins were really uh, brought to my attention during James Clear's Atomic Habits, right? There's a few things I really took from that book. Um, and one was, you know, not just waiting for that big summit that you that you reach, but looking at the smaller things along the way. So maybe you could touch on a little bit. And I know you put this out with your work and your coaching, you know, with goal setting, and ensuring that you're going to attain those goals and the power of micro wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. And um, and you're spot on. And the tricky part is is um especially in the, in the in the sales type of organization that we live in, right? So the world we live in, we love the big wins, right? We love getting that big account. We love like you know cloning someone that took, took a while to work you know work on, and it feels so great, right? But immediately after, we're like, what's next? <laughs> so even even with that. You don't really feel even that great after like in the next day. It's kind of like you hit President's Club. Awesome. How about this year? <laughs> you know, because, you know, by the time you get, you know, you get the results, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's already, you're already many months into that year, right? So uh, that's, that's how life is. So it's really important to have micro wins. And, and it really should be a combination of, you know, lagging indicators and leading indicators, right? So it shouldn't just be lagging only. It should be both. You really need both to have these type of micro wins. And, and what I mean by that, when I say lagging indicators, it's something that's already happened, right? right? So you can't change it, right? Yep. So yep. there's like, hey, you close the deal, 
right? You know, that's good. Or maybe like, uh, you know, they got back to you about, you know, about moving the ball forward on something. It's fine too. Um, then leading indicators are things that you can control that will ultimately will lead to a, a lagging indicator. They'll lead to a result, right? So I think it's really vital uh, for you to have different ways to measure it, right? And, and it's not always about measuring. Sometimes it's, um, you know, sometimes it's not always, uh, you, know, qual you know, quantifiable, but you need to have micro wins daily to stay focused, right? And, and if, if you're not careful, if you don't have micro wins, you're going to have the opposite, which is you, you feel like you're getting beat up every day, hmm. right? And sales, when I think about sales or, or what we do, it's really, it's like a death by a thousand paper cuts, right? <laughs> Right? <laughs> it is right little little cuts they don't seem like much but the, if, but by the end of the week by the end of the month if you're not where you're at you're like oh you're, you feel like you're bleeding out right so reverse that instead of you know a thousand cuts have a thousand little wins yeah right? a thousand little wins that ultimately will do a couple things number one it'll build your confidence right which is really important which is, it's all about mindset, right? And number yes. two, I'm going to touch on that in a second. <laughs> right, yeah. So you really have, want a little micro wins. And, and sometimes it's nothing crazy, right? Sometimes it's just it's something as simple that you can control, right? And we, you know, I talked a lot about your know, grad to list and all these things. Like, I literally have like silly things, like, you know, like I'll put my grad to list, like from the day where it's like, hey, you know what? Like today, oh, and I, I'll literally list like micro wins in there, right? Somebody does list of like 15 things of like, just like the, the tiniest things. Like, Hey, you know what? Like, um, I was able to like, uh, you know, I don't know. I was like, like the other day, I was like, Hey, you know what? Even though I was really tired and sleep well, I still got up. Yep. That's a, to me, to me, it's a micro win, right? I did something that uh, someone who we could, we could mind would not have done. You know what? Um, after that, you know what? Like, uh, I test a new, a uh, new way to get a hold of my prospect and they got back to me. Right. So here's a good example. Right. So I have this great client and we, we've been working for a few months now. It's going really well. And we're just up our next session. Right. Can't get a hold of her. She's like ghosting me for like a month. Very unlike her. I'm like, uh oh, did I, did I lose this client? I don't think I lose this client. Did, did I mess up? Did I do wrong? I'm like, I don't want to lose a client. I'm still working to build this business up. Right. So I, Obviously, then multiple times I've called her, emailed, dropped by, did holiday gifts, and all these different approaches, texted her, all also LinkedIn messages, or sent her a video. I literally all these things, no response. No response. I'm like, oh crap, I, I lost the client. Awesome, right? That's what I'm thinking, right? So I'm like, okay, and this is it, we, I hadn't uh, my last outreach was probably like five days ago, so I'm like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do one last ditch effort. I'm gonna try a little different approach. So I sent her a meme. I said I just texted her a meme, right? <laughs> I sent her like a funny meme with a funny message on Valentine's Day, right? Within seven minutes, text back. Hey, super sorry. I, you know, I've been basically ghosting you. You know, I'm in Tahoe right now and uh, things are going really good. I, I'm actually beginning tons of positive feedback from our, our president, from all the stuff we've been working on together. Uh, I'll be back next week. I'll, re I'll call you like Tuesday. Beautiful. All right. Sometimes right? you need to have that pattern interrupt as we talk That's about it. Deals, That's right? it. That's all it was. But to me, that was a micro win, right? Yeah. Even though... That might not be a micro win. That might be a win. <laughs> well, I don't, to me, it's a micro because like, we didn't book a time, right? Yep. I didn't collect any revenue, right? So, it, it, But to me, that is a leading indicator, right? That connect with her, that's going to lead to a lagging indicator. So that's, to me, it's a micro win for me, right? It's not a lot of revenue, but to me, it's, it's, sure. it's, simple. it's purely about the process and having that micro win that day.
Yeah. And a lot of that, and I read or listened to you talking about your five by five, and this is your technique to talk about making sure that you have tangible goals, right? A lot of us, you know, get some, some folks that, you know, go through that goal setting twice a year, it's not really attainable. And and one of the things you and I had connected on was, you know, we have both recently read Brendan Bouchard's high performance habits. And he always talked, Brendan talks about, you know, most people, you know, they, they review their goals quarterly or twice a year. He reviews his goals every day. And he, re- he has a reset every weekend, right? And so I know you follow a five-by-five practice, which is reviewing your goals five times in the morning for five minutes, right? And, you know, I don't think it's five goals. I think it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes at night. That's but, it. you know, maybe you could tell, tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. And you're spot, right? Uh, the majority of people, you know, the, the average person typically will maybe write goals if you're lucky, okay, <laughs> right? And if they do write goals, they review it maybe once a year, maybe twice a year if you're lucky, right? And usually it's like, oh crap, year's almost over. You goal know? setting and review time. Time <laughs> to write some new goals, right? It's kind of like uh, when people are doing like, you know, like QBRs from themselves for, like, for, you know, for the team, right? Hey, let's write my goals for the quarter, and then they never look at it again, right? Which yeah. is a huge mistake. So for me, um, I, I know I need to be top of mind, right? So, um, <laughs> Like five minutes in the morning is part of my morning routine. I review my goals. So I actually, I actually physically write out my goals, right? Um, every single one, my one, three, and five-year goals. And then at night, I read them again, hmm. right? So, and uh, it's twice, it's basically it starts my day, ends my day, if you will, with the goals. So this, this helps me keep focused, right? Because sometimes your day goes sideways. And at the end of the day, you're like, okay, you know what? I didn't work towards my goals. So what are my micro wins for today? What am I, what am I grateful for, right? Okay. And then you can be more intentional for you next day. What can you do differently tomorrow to ensure I'm working towards those goals, whether it's one, three, or five-year goals? So really important, but it keeps you top of mind so you can adjust and pivot as life hits you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, And so are you tying visualization into this? Because I know one of the topics you and I really connected on was truly visualizing the attainment of a goal. And you know, I, I really uh, love neuroscience. I love the quantum field. A lot of folks have, have heard me talk about it before. And one thing that I'm always really excited about when I meet somebody who's thinking about visualization at a very deep level, right? And I'm going to get to kind of some things that you're doing that are very unique, but are you adding visualization to those five minutes in the morning and five minutes at night? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I do my, my visualization actually in the morning. Right? Okay. Um, I have a little more energy in the morning. Um, yeah. I've tried the, the evening where I think I mentioned when I meditate in the evening, I'll fall asleep if I do for too long, right? So, <laughs> you know, a little bit of a balance of it. So, um, so what, what I do, um, I have what's called a vivid vision. Okay. And I mentioned it on Jake's podcast, right? But I literally, um, and I do for my one year goal. So I imagine if one year from now, if someone was to, uh, you know, watch me from when I woke up to when I went to bed and they were to narrate out, to write it out exactly what I was like, like a story from start to end, what it'll look like. And it'll go in detail from how I feel to all the little details throughout the day. So little, I wake up as if, oh, so I, I wrote all, I wrote my vivid, my vivid vision as if I achieved every single one of my one-year goals from start to finish, from when I wake up, my workout, how I feel, to getting all the Stripe payments on my phone, to taking care of my kid, to like everything, every little detail. Even things like, hey, you know what? Like, it's the middle of the day. My wife said, hey, uh, you know what? Like, should we go grab some lunch? I'm like, sure, because I can do whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> and it feels amazing, right? Like, so it's, 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 but, but, but literally, I, so I wrote, I wrote it all out and then I recorded myself reading my vivid, vivid vision. And then in the morning, 
after I write all my goals out, right, I sit there, you know, crisscross on the floor, and I play it, and I, I close my eyes, and I play it, and I visualize and listen at the same time. So it's not just, I'm not just visualizing it. I'm only listening to myself tell a story myself one year from now. And I do it every single morning. How long have you have you been going through that uh, that process? So that process, uh, I think I've done for a few months now, right? Okay. So, the, uh, but I've always visualized, not to that level. So it started off the vivid vision was a concept I learned from somebody else. I love that idea. I, I um, love it as well. That I, I had forgotten about you recording yeah. it and listening to it. Like that is money. I like. I, I mean, I, I I'm constantly like impressed when you know, like I, I love my morning routine. I love a lot of things that I'm doing for my personal development, but every now and then I come across somebody like yourself that's like, you're doing something <laughs> really unique that I'm like, man, this, this oh, yeah. is something that I have to add. Have you already started to see an impact or is it a little too soon? Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like freaky. Um, some just like, like it's, it's not like all of it at once. Right. But when I wake up and suddenly there's like payments on my phone, that's literally in my visual. It literally, it's, I literally visualize this. Yeah. Waking up and having people pay me stuff. I'm like, that's weird to me, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I'm gonna close this blind for a second. So, um, what, uh, what I've also seen too is like just different things from, um, man, like, uh, just, it's just, I can't, I can't even explain words like, just how I feel, right? The way you feel is so vital, right? It, it's absolutely vital. And the thing was. Before I started doing this for one year, I, I visualized in different ways before. So, sure. for example, like if I had a really big presentation in front of a bunch of other execs, I would visualize it from start to finish, mm. right? If I was doing a, like, a, like a large speaking engagement, there's like, you know, 500 people, right? Like what I, what I would do, this is where I got the practice of, of, uh, of um, recording myself, but I literally practice about 100 times before a large engagement like that. At least for me, it's large, right? So I, I would um, practice and record myself going through it. And then I would visualize myself doing it and play it back. So literally, I would picture myself behind stage, getting my, how, I get, how I get myself amped up before a speech, right? That's the most thing I do, right? So I can give myself like, you know, primed in the yeah. right state before I walk on a stage and I imagine exactly how I want to go with the, all the right comedic timing, all people laughing in the right spots, all yeah. those key things that are, you know, you, do, you work so hard to deliver a great speech on and I'd visualize that. Right. So, and then, and then I'd also like, this is not, so cause I traveled quite a bit in my last role. So like I would literally put my, my earbuds in and I'd visualize on the plane too. I'd be on the plane. Oh yeah. You know, I, I got a short flight, it's a 45 minute flight. I don't want to take my laptop out. Let me just, yeah. Listen and visualize. Priming, yeah. Priming. I'm priming myself for that. That's all I'm doing. There's huge power in that, you know. And that now there, there's science and data that shows that you know the the subconscious mind does not understand right. the difference between reality and and you know what's going through thought, right? So it's all about belief, right? And, and when we talk about kind of mindset and belief, and we'll, we'll come back to you know some some other things, but you know that one thing I really love that you were doing was you wrote that letter to your future self, right? Yeah. And it's says, hey. If I'm ever in a situation, and honestly, I don't know if you know this, Marcus, but um, 
you know, so I had listened to you sharing a story about writing a letter to your future self when you're in a moment of challenge, right? Yes. And reminding yourself that you've, you've been through this before, you've been through this challenge before. And this is something that I heard from actually David Bayer. David Bayer is an actual mindset coach, right? Mm -hmm. um, I believe his book is called Mind Hack. It's in my queue. I haven't read it yet. Um, and he talks about, you know, when you're going through that process, we're always in a powerful or a primal state. And, you know, that primal state, you know, is kind of fight or flight. And the powerful state is where you're tuned in and you can slow your parasympathetic state down. And he always asked his clients this very question, is it true? And if you've already been through that type of challenge in the past, then it's not true because you've overcome it. Uh, but maybe you could touch on, one, how did you come up with this concept of writing a letter? Because, you know, I even share that with my wife and she says, hey, she started to name drop a bunch of people that teach this, but I thought it was amazing, right? And yeah. secondly, like maybe you could share with the audience here today that haven't heard it, you know, yeah. what that's about. Yeah, totally. And I'll, I'll share when I first learned it, right? And um, it was actually very interesting because it started off as an assignment when I was getting my master's, right? This <laughs> is where I started, right? And it wasn't to the level I've taken it, right, to now. But, you know, like, um, it was very interesting. So it was my very first day of um, my MBA class. I can't, I can't remember what class it was, but the teacher was phenomenal. And she said, hey, let's look around you. It was a small class. There was like 10 people. She's like, look around you. She's like, uh, about 40 to 50% of you will not make it to the next class. I'm like, oh, great. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So she's like, what's going to happen? Because it was, it was designed to be a full-time MBA where you're working full-time and you're also going to school, right? So you are, I mean, shoot, man, you're, it's, you're doing, you have, you're reading at least 200 pages a week. You have at least one, one like papers due or whatever's due. And you have a group project every single week, minimum, right? So you have a lot going on, working full time and everyone's got families. She's like, you will want to quit. So like, just write a letter to yourself why you're doing it. That's it. That, that's where it started. Yeah. Like, okay. Why you're doing it. Okay. Sure. And I'm like, I thought that was good. I'm like, okay, that's good. Right. But I'm like, you know, what makes it better is, um, I just need to remind myself like that I got this. Yeah. Right. And what better way to tell myself I got this by listing all these achievements I have in there, like a little, almost like a little brag book, right? Just to remind myself, right? And then from there, like once I have that brag book, I'm like, you know, you know, what I should add in here. I should put some examples in here, just some like some like some like really primal examples of times, just to remind myself of when I push through. Because mm -hmm. when you when you are in that dark moment, when you are questioning yourself and you're wanting to quit, whatever it is. Yeah. Whether it's going to school, whether it's uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, in a relationship or maybe it's work or whatever. Maybe you're picking up a new sport or whatever. You will want to quit at one point when things get hard. That's normal. But it's your ability to push, to push through and remind yourself how great you really have it, right? Because everything that we do is based upon the references we have in our head, right? So whatever we refer to, right? So it's like if we forgot that we, we, we can climb mountains really well and we're climbing a big mountain, we're going to... We need to be reminded, hey, you know what? You climbed those 10 mountains last year. Oh, you know what? I did, I did I've done this that. before, yeah. I've, done, I've got this, right? Those are your references, right? So you do the same thing for yourself, right? You just write a simple letter, you know, dear Marcus, like this is why you try to go through, achieve blank. Maybe it's a new role. Maybe it's a, you know, maybe you want to climb a mountain. Maybe you want to pick up a new sport, whatever it's going to be. Why are you doing it? The why, it's got to be deep. It can't just be some superficial. It's got to be deep. So when you're when you have that struggle, you yep. push through, and then you listen there all the examples of why you're so awesome, and and other examples you may have of time where you overcome something similar that was tough. 
And, and that's, a, that's a technique I've used a lot of times for a lot of people that are maybe starting to outside sales mm-hmm. or they have been successful or maybe they, they just got promoted to be a new role. Maybe they're a sales manager now. And now they're questioning themselves because they're like, I was so good at sales and now this, this is a totally different skill set I need. So that letter is a way to uh, remind yourself and reprogram your brain. Yep. So then when you're having a tough day and you're wanting to quit, you pull that letter out and you read it to yourself out loud. Right. Wow. Well, it's almost pivoting. And like, this is amazing because you, you know, you, I've, I've created a draft, you know, I'm not all the way through. I, I listened to that. I says, wow, this is great. Right. Um, but you know, when we, we, I know we moved past goals a little bit here, but you had talked about being really intentional with the goals. And it's, it's, it's remind me of even this letter, because if we don't understand the true intention behind what we're doing, right. When we're documenting our goals or when we're going through challenge, right. You're never going to be able to pull yourself through. You know, right. why is intention so important to you? And what do you tell clients and, and customers that you've worked with about really understanding the purpose behind what they're doing? Yeah, and, that, and that's so critical, right? Um, you know, when I, when I think about um, the most successful people in the world, right? The most successful people in the world, they have one trait in common. Yeah. Focus. Uh, they can focus, right? Which means they can be intentional because they're focusing what they're doing. That's all, that's all it is. They are intentional. They can focus on whatever they're, they're working on, right? And many people are unintentional. Yep. In fact, they live life unconsciously. They go through the motions. They go through, I got to wake up. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to do that, right? It's a lot, a lot of, I, I got to do. The autopilot, right? <laughs> the autopilot, right? Yeah. They are an autopilot in the car, autopilot in their whole life. And suddenly they wake up. And they have not achieved what they want to achieve in life. And they wake up unhappy, overweight, dissatisfied with their relationships. And it's not a good way to live, yeah. right? It's really not. And um, I found by being intentional, right? Just, just by trying to be intentional, you are already ahead of the game. <laughs> just by writing try, a rough draft, you are already ahead of the game because now you're more aware, right? And those who are most intentional ultimately – are the most fulfilled. Like that's just what happens. Like yeah. I don't know anyone who is unintentional and is truly happy. I took down oh, a that, you you, uh, you mentioned recently, which is uh, progress is the ultimate motivation, right? It is. So when we 100%. talk about you know, and, and this is a big you know goes back to Tony Robbins. Tony Robbins always says that you know people are unhappy if they aren't attaining certain value and goals, which goes into a lot of the dialogue we've been talking about when it comes to you know being efficient with your goals. Right. And when we talk about kind of that, um, that intention, if we aren't, you know, focusing on reviewing what our objectives are, whether that is night, uh, nightly or in the morning, but more frequently, you know, how can we actually attain them if we aren't looking at them and reviewing them? Um, Brendan Bouchard talked about this in, in um, High Performance Habits of the clarity of what those goals are. And, you know, I know for me, pr- primarily um, as an individual contributor in sales, we often ask, you know, the leaders that I work with, why are they looking to attain a certain goal and really trying to challenge them on what that why is. Cause usually we're going to get a surface level. Why Well, these are my company oh, yeah. KPIs or whatever that might be. But if oh, yeah. we really can dig deep into what that real value is, that intention, right. And not only as individuals can we help to attain those goals, but you know, we can also help our prospects and our customers attain those goals as well. Yeah. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think, I think a lot about this, right. I, I call it the, uh, it's, um, the M five pillars, right. Um, and, and really, 
when I think about there's really five M's that really matter most to people, right? In life in general, right? So there is, um, and if they, and if they're intent, they should, this is what they should be intentional in because if they, if they are intentional in these five areas, they will achieve an incredible amount of success. Okay. So, uh, their mind, right. Are they intentional about their mind? Right. Are they intentional about m making money, making money? That's, I mean, here's the thing. Money's not everything, but it sure sucks. We don't have it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Are they intentional with what with matter, right? Purpose, like what's their purpose, right? The muscle, which is not, I'm not working, I'm, I'm talking about physically, are they physically feeling good, right? And then the last M, marriage, right? And it's not just marriage with your spouse, which is just one piece of it, but with your friends, right? If you think about everyone as a, as a marriage, how are you intentional with that piece? If you are focused on those five areas and you really nail them and you're intentional, you're less than you're freaking good. Really, really good. Wow. I, I love that. I, have, I haven't heard it broken down like that, but it's what stood out to, uh, to me when I was listening to you right there, Marcus, was um, Eric Thomas, ET hip hop preacher. You know, I, I love him. He's, you know, I, I listen to him when I need to get riled up a little bit. Yeah. But one thing he always talks about is, you know, people could be 100% in their business and in their careers, but are they 100 in every area of their life, right? And so when you talk about work-life integration and balance, these are why, you know, for me personally, I think I was very fortunate that in my personal development, I went inward first and kind of outward second. So, you know, been in some level of sales for 20 plus years of my life, you know, probably in B2B, you know, for the last 10, 12 years. Uh, but it all is always easier for me because, I'm not looking at just my career. I'm looking at every facet of my life and saying, how can I be at 100% effort in all of these areas? And right. it's why I'm very intentional on the weekends with when we talk about families and things of, of right. that nature. Um, well, you know, Marcus, one, one thing I always like to ask, you know, guests as we're trying to wrap up here is what's one piece of advice you would offer a younger Marcus or a young sales professional or you know, a client that you're just onboarding that says, if I had to really give you one piece of advice to make impact and change, um, you know, what would that be? Yeah, uh, if, if, if it was just one piece of advice, I'll really say, only take advice from people who have achieved what you want to achieve in life. That's it. Everyone loves to give advice. You, you, you'll see it all the time, <laughs> right? People love to give advice, right? And I see a lot of, um, you know, a lot of these uh, entrepreneurs and these, these fake influencers online, right? Where, <laughs> You know, like, and it's, it's nothing to do with her age, but they haven't achieved really anything. Yeah. And they want to go out there and they want to share a message and give it advice. And like, that's great. But if you're not taking your own advice, um, that's not good. And there are some people out there that are very impressionable. Like, oh yeah, I should go do this. Right. You know, I should go do this. It's kind of like, if you listen to Gary V, everyone knows Gary V, right? <laughs> yeah. People love to take what he says out of context, right? Like I just quit my job and go sleep. Like, <laughs> Well, he's not saying that. He's saying go bust your ass. Like, go bust your ass. Go learn how to be successful and, and be, have patience. Yeah. But people forget that part, right? <laughs> they're, they're selective in what they hear, right? Like, quit yep. my job, be not true. He's not saying that, you know? He's saying that's, that's, that's a path, but you got to go and you got to bust your tail. You got to put the work in, right? Yep. So don't forget that piece. So. You can't forget the hustle, you know? Hustle. The one thing I got to say before I want to turn it over to you and where people can find you is, you know, when, when we reach out, Marcus, I mean, you are, you are eating your own dog food, you know? Like, I got a personalized LinkedIn video when we connected. Uh, we continue to share content. I love the content you're putting out. You know, you really focus on value, 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 you know? Um, anytime we've communicated, you know, you're, I, I'll get a LinkedIn voicemail, not just a, a standard LinkedIn message. So, 
you, you're definitely, you know, leveraging social selling in a way that I don't see a lot of people do it. I see a lot of people, like you said, talking a game about, you know, what to do. And there's a handful of individuals like yourself that I was like, I got to talk to him. I got to have Marcus on the show. Uh, where can people find you? Yeah, no, I, I appreciate that, right? It means a lot to me because um, it's funny because I, there's some influencers out there where they actually sell LinkedIn, like, you know, how to be a great LinkedIn. And when I engage with them, I'm like, you're not even doing your own practice. <laughs> like, like ah, that's fine, whatever, whatever. So anyways, uh, you can obviously, you can find me on LinkedIn, which is pretty easy, Marcus Chan, MBA, I think you find. Uh, also, I have a ton of free resources. If people go to salesninjaschool.com forward slash resources. Again, that's salesninjaschool.com forward slash resources. There's tons of free training in there, free content. My blog's on there. Lots of great, easy stuff for people to access. So looking forward to helping people uh, absolutely crush it in sales. Great. Well, Marcus, I appreciate you coming on the show for, for all the guests. Definitely check them out. Um, sales Ninja School, you know, LinkedIn, you know, is continues to provide value to the community. Um, anybody that's, you know, looking to expand their business with their prospects and their customers or even some leadership coaching on his own. Um, I've, I've continued to get value from Marcus. Uh, for those that are listening in, appreciate you taking the time. Please like, comment, share, uh, and we'll check you out on the next show. Appreciate it. Cool.